wait, wait, you, you want me to be like funny haha or funny what I'd do with David Tennant and Nathan Fillion with two hours and a bottle of baby oil? Oh, oh, okay. Um, hi, this is Julie Maris from Wicked Unscripted, and here comes Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From a tarnished recycling trip to find tie-dye manufacturing tub on sub-level 9, deep in Area 51, it's TalkCast 366. Yet another edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Feeling throatedly discomforted, I'm your host, The Dome. And besides Kriana working as a violent virtuoso in the background, it's me and her tonight. So if you don't hear her or don't hear anything, you'll know why. Our guest tonight... Uh, <laughs> yeah, how's that for an intro? That's all there is. Our guest tonight is a guy who's been on four other times, which makes tonight his official five-timers club membership. Woohoo! It's George O'Connor. George, welcome to the show. What's up, baby? Thank you so much. I'm very excited you, to be man? back. I'm good. Well, I'm I, good, man. You got a lot of stuff going on here. You got so many things going on in your creative life now. Um, and <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre. I keep watching you on social media going, is he ever going to take a breath? And no, clearly you're not. I'm a, I'm a creative shark. If I, if I stop creating, I'll just fall to the bottom and die. That's the story I keep so, telling myself. <laughs> and you, as long as you believe it, we're fine. Exactly. Whatever gets you through the night, right? So tonight you're coming on to discuss a new uh, four issue comic series that you're working on called Silent Night with a K. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put that across without going silent tonight, but I'd rather <laughs> not do that. So let's just call it Silent Night with a K. Yes. Uh, uh, and it's rather appropriate as, as we move into the uh, war on holiday season <laughs> for whatever reason. Ab- absolutely. Our yearly fight that apparently like one side always wins but apparently there's a fight i don't understand why there's a fight because we still have the holiday every freaking year i know uh, I, we what this year we i mean I, th- I know this is like just two old guys talking at this point but i mean i was seeing much. stuff bef- before halloween and that's oh, that you know like pissing me off like how can uh, it be a war when you're seeing christmas stuff like like one side clearly won you know, so like it's it's you know the fight's kind of over. So you yeah, know. and the side that won wasn't the side of moderation. Now was it? <laughs> no, no, restraint didn't win. Patience no, didn't not. win. <laughs> the the other thing that I love, and and we are recording this, uh, uh, two days before Turkey Day. Yes. Uh, and and it will air two days after Turkey Day. 
But as as we're sitting here two days before Turkey Day, I was watching on the television uh, all the marvelous Black Friday ads mm -hmm. that begin on Thursday at noon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I just we, got a I got a heads up for like a Cyber Monday deal that starts on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like like this this whole narrative like it's over like one side clearly won. And it's the, the side that, and has, it's the side that yeah. thinks that there's a war against them. It's like no, you <laughs> you won, you know, like on every possible front, you you won. Yeah, you much. know, just some of us would like to dress up as Batman before having to think about Christmas. That's all. That's all we're asking. Yeah, but, and that would continue to be you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> as the saying goes, be yourself unless you can be Batman, and then you be Batman. Perfect. I don't. I don't think Perfect. true words have ever been said. I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible somewhere. I think it was. I think it was uh, Euripides 36. Whatever. Yeah. I think anyway. it, got, it, it got cut for space. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the end of Justice League. In any case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, we we yeah. can talk about your your uh, heavy metal Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, which I, which we're going to at some point because I'm going to insist on it. But <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, kind of, uh, I guess transitioning from you know our, our little Batman riff right there. Um, it you know it wasn't an accident that we that we called our book Silent Night. Um, it, what it is is it answers the eternal question: What does Santa Claus do with the rest of his year? And we believe what he would do is when he's not making toys for the good girls and boys, he would be a private detective using his Santa powers to help find lost children. And so we kind of put a crime noir spin on Santa Claus, kind of a Sam Spade type of vibe to it. And yeah, it's funny because you can all, almost hear the saxophone in the background as you're reading it. It's really cool yes. in that respect. Yes. So yep. it is, it has been a, it's been a slow burn project. Um, but this what started in 2016. Yes. Um, and so what we're doing now is, you know, you're, you're talking about early Black Friday deals. Well, we're starting to talk about next year's Black Friday this year. There you go. Um, yeah. So the, the, you know, the project moving forward, we've got uh, a fantastic artist. His name is Dafu Yu, um, who I've known for, for years. And we finally found a project, uh, to work together on. Um, and currently we've got three of the four issues done. Uh, and we're going to keep plugging along. And the game plan is by this time next year, we'll be able to release the full story. Uh, but in the buildup to that, um, what we've done for the Sci-Fi Saturday Night listeners is you can find the link that you can download the first full issue that you can check out. Uh, and, you know, you can follow me on twitter at lazy horde you can follow the company homeless comics uh to learn more about as the as the project continues and then once it's finally available for everybody you know how to get the full story so uh, i'm guessing we're gonna go four individual issues and then at the end a kind of graphic novel type of deal yes yes excellent uh, yeah yeah um and then um, I, I remiss to also say uh, Beyond Dafu on inks. Yes, and you want to mention Leslie. Leslie Atlansky 
who is a fantastic colorist, a wonderful person, more times than I can count has, has artistically saved my butt and saved some projects. <laughs> and uh, just the marriage of her colors and Dafu's pencils and inks is just wonderful. I mean, every page I get back from each of them, it just puts a huge smile on my face. So, yeah, we're again, we're kind of talking about patience. Uh, you know, the, the amount of restraint I'm having to, I don't know, use up and not just sh throw every page out to the world as they as they churn them out, you know, is has been uh, a whole lot of lip biting. You know, um, so, yeah, this is something I can't wait to show the world. I mean, this has been a project that um, it was birthed uh from two other friends we were just kind of sitting around uh one of them uh had the idea for this for this idea um his name's joseph and he kind of had this idea of like well what if santa claus was kind of a detective and uh he brought that idea to myself and my friend tony tomorrow and it was a handful of wonderful nights of the three of us getting together and just brainstorming the story um, and it's been around for a while. Um, and then, you know, one of those projects that was always in the back pocket and the more it kicked around in my head, you know, just the more I really, really wanted to see this thing come to life. Uh, and then, you know, we can thank New York Comic-Con cause that's where I crossed paths with Dafu. Um, so, you know, beyond it being, you know, the patience to get the comic out, the the years of trying to just get the story out um, has been a journey on its own. You know, well, I uh, mean, you had to get to a, a certain point productively as well. Yeah. So where, where, where this script was was formed and ready to go and you had the background from doing three other comic projects to mm -hmm. where you were comfortable putting something this complex and textured together because this the level of complexity and texture in volume one here is really wonderful thank you um i also have to give credit to Bess gorzato who was an editor i brought on board um you know i wanted to make this thing as good as possible and i felt like you know it was it was only fair you know if dafu and leslie are you know working their butts off to make it as good as possible i mean i i deserve that amount of magnifying glass and scrutiny and so i had known i knew I, i've known beth for years um and she's worked at a bunch of different places paper cuts lion forge dc for a bit um and, and so i brought her on board just to kind of keep me honest and just and to sharpen me and i mean her her ads and insights have been absolutely invaluable. You know, kind of like one of those things of she sees something that I was blind to, but the minute she points it out, it's like, oh yeah, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But then she also has fantastic ideas and solutions. You know, it's so it's it's that great working relationship where someone can go, you know, there's something wrong but here's how to fix it. And you don't get discouraged because they found something wrong. You get excited because you found a way to make it better. And with and you've opened up other doors along the way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this, 
the story from the you know the first from where Tony and Joseph and I broke it to where Beth helped you know kind of you know take off the rough edges and I mean she found wonderful moments that I completely missed and then you know once you see them like well now we got to beef that up um and you know start dropping little hints and foreshadowing here and there I mean it is such a smarter well-told well-paced <laughs> story um you know because Beth was on it and you know the, just the willing the I mean just you know just listening to her you know and and not taking anything she says personally right it's all about getting the story sure. as good as possible and you know like I said kind of bringing it 360 or yeah 360 if Dafu and Leslie are trusting me to help them make it as good as possible. Beth is here to keep me honest and hopefully elevate the whole thing. And I think, I think the, you know, the, the three of them have done wonders with this story and, you know, again, uh, chomping at the bit to get it out there. So I get to, I get to drop a breadcrumb with you guys tonight and for everybody listening that they can grab the first issue for free. But chomping at the bit is has got to be difficult because you've chosen a very disjointed process in which to put this together, whereby you have people uh, in, in New York, you have people on the West Coast, uh, you're sitting up in, up in Massachusetts, and nothing's immediate. <laughs> no, no, and you know, and that I mean that opens the Pandora Pandora's box of what you said earlier about you know all the projects that I juggle. It's one of those things where, like, things take time, and quality things take time. Um, and especially in comics, I play a role. So you know, I I you know I play my role. You know, writing the script first. Um, you know, working with an editor, and then hand it off, and then I am there to answer questions and help guide the process. But you know. I've got to back off so they can do their best work possible. You know, I'm there to help, like I said, answer questions or kind of like say, there's the target, go get it. But I mean, if comics has taught me anything is that the best creative collaborations come from when you just back off. And, you know, I, you know, Dafu is a, is a master craftsman so what the hell am i going to tell him on how to draw like no just like here's what i need you do it the best way you see fit with leslie it's like you know i can't tell her to you know no don't use that shade of purple you know it's like, it's like you know it's like no she's she will know more about color than i will ever know so the best thing i can do for her is kind of go that's the target and then get out of her way and answer any right. question she has. Yeah. You know? And then when you get the proof back, you can look at it and go, I'd really like it if it was darker on panel 21. Right. Or if something I, like that. If I even have to. You know, but again, I mean, that's that's what's great about working with professionals and experts. Is that they are thinking and breathing on a level that I'm not even aware of. You know, um, they they can see a thing and know how to approach it and how to execute it without thinking where I would be sitting there, you know, 
just you know trying to figure out the first step they're already they already have the chess game all set up you know and, and are ready to go um so so do you send like a script to dafu or do you send a kind of sketch out storyboard or do you no, guys discuss it uh we do discuss it so um i work i work full script you know which is you know, every page is broken down into panels, panel descriptions, and dialogue. I try and keep my panel descriptions as loose as possible. I want to, I want to outline the sandbox of what we need. Um, if there's something super important in the panel that has to be in the panel, I'll put it there. Um, but outside of that, you know, I don't go Alan Moore on him. You know, no, uh, <laughs> because yeah, he, the, I mean, and I. I, that's just a learning curve. It's one of, way of doing it, yeah, but it's not your uh, way. It's it's one way, and pretty much only one guy can get away with that. Um, <laughs> you know, but then you hear the stories about, you know, Watchmen, and how they would go through the script and they would find you know this this page long panel description, and you know they would just find the action, you know, right. uh, you know, Doctor Manhattan points. And they would erase or you just black mark over everything other than Dr. Dr. Manhattan points. You know, um, but no, but I, but on the same token, I don't want to be a dictator. I don't want to be a puppet master. I can, you know, again, he's going to Dafu's going to see things in a way I'm not. Um, and that's a good thing, you know, um, for him as an artist for the project in general. And also I'm not that way. I don't, I don't need to put my hand up anybody's ass. You know, it's, that's not how the best stuff comes out of it. And that's not where the wonderful surprises come from. You know, that's, that's where getting a page from Dafu or a page from Leslie, that's the exciting part. Cause I'm not opening up going, yes, they did exactly what I said. I get to see you know, I, I babble or I write it and then I get to see how they filter it. And it's always so much better than what I had in mind. <laughs> I mean, it, it always, it always is. Um, and I mean, that's, that's the fun part of making comics. You know, this, this, this can be slower than you want it to be. It can be frustrating. You know, it, um, all of us, you know, comics is a, in your basement, in your office thing, you know, there's not the, that, that rock and roll equivalent of, well, at least on, you know, we're working in the <laughs> practice room for months, but at least on Saturday night, we get to go out and play it for people. Right. There ain't no Saturday night. Yeah. No, gotcha. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, you you know, we're all just working on our computers. So you've got to keep it fun and interesting for everybody involved and i believe that the way you do that is you go as hands off as possible so everybody gets a chance to be themselves and put themselves into the project because that you know four people coming together to make a thing is so much better than one person just shoving everybody in the same direction and you know um because again i I will never know drawing as well as Dafu. I will never know colors as well as Leslie. So the so why in God's name am I telling them what to do? 
you know, it, it comes it's really crap. funny because I would want the the listeners right now to have the PDF open of uh, issue number one uh, because this comic and you know I you and I have been friends for a while now and uh, yeah I mean it's been a wonderful <laughs> friendship and I've gotten to see all your your wonderful creations along the way but this comic is a significant departure for you at a number of levels it feels different from anything you've ever done before it looks different from anything you've ever done before it reads and and reads is different than feels but it reads different it it's it's a it's a nice departure and and one of the things that i would love uh if if uh when you're listening to the podcast listeners out there if you have the pdf open look at page number five uh <laughs> and i don't know if this is even fair to do but i'm going to do it anyway this Yo, is a wonderful out, outdoor scene there in in panel number one uh and there's this panel number one is just kind of an establishment of, of a shot of a uh of a dark alley except it's not really a dark alley and it is just so wonderfully nuanced and there's this beautiful moon in the upper right hand corner that has no business being there but because it's there it, it does some <laughs> wonderful things to that picture yeah I mean, there's just so much going on there and, and so I mean, even even in, go ahead no 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 you please finish keep going but i mean from my point of view there is so much nuance in a panel that's literally nothing more than establishment that it's wonderful. So as, as you guys are kind of looking and reading this comic for the first time, you really need to take your time and kind of explore the panels because there's a lot of stuff going on in here and it's really different and really, really well done. And, and that, I mean, first of all, for anybody that's listening that that does read comics, I mean, this is the classic moment where, you know, why why writers or why artists hate writers, because it took me, what, five seconds to say Santa walks down a dark alley. Right. Yeah, that's that's probably what the, <laughs> that's probably what the panel description said. And look at that. You know, what took me five it's seconds. Incredible. What took me, yeah. you know, five seconds to write was probably a day's worth. I mean, especially, you know, if you zoom in on that, Dafu put the bricks in there. He, you know, all yeah. the, all the window panes, you know, all the of that payment. stuff. He didn't, he didn't take the easy way out. You know what I mean? He went for it. He built that environment. And, and because you have so many, and if that was the only one like that, that would be one thing. But they're interspersed throughout this comic. It's just kind of a, a masterwork of whatever setting uh, you bring the comic into. There is this beautiful moment where the artist and the colorist make sure that it's visually established yep. in ways that just don't seem to matter to most people anymore. Yeah, and you know, just yeah, you know, if we're gonna go all the way in the woods with this panel, you know, handing it off to Leslie. I mean, yes, yeah, it's it's this beautiful dark alley, but then it's things like in the background, she decided 
which apartment lights would be on. <laughs> I was just you know? going to mention that myself. Yeah, and that's that's not in. And again, that's not in the script. You know, that wasn't even a direction. You know, as you know, for me, you know, who's just you know, kind of like managing the project. That's not a dictation for me to her. That is her artistry and her expertise on display there. And you're right. Something that maybe no one's going to pay attention to or clock as they read the script. But, you know, I kind of take this moment to remind anybody, you know, who reads comics, you know, sometimes, and I'm guilty of this as well, is I'm a word reader first and the panel second. Um, and I'm desperately trying to break out of that because again, you know, that one panel, that first panel, who knows how many hours went into that. And it, it's a shame for anybody that reads, you know, my dialogue box and then moves over because the artistry and the story is the art. You know, I'm just covering up one inch by two inches of the art with my babbling, but the artistry is in the art so you know just you know as you're reading as you're reading whether it's silent night or somebody else's comic book you know slow down or maybe read it a second time where it's art first you know and forget the words and just appreciate the, the detail that goes into it there's an interesting difference i think and maybe it's because i'm just an old bastard at this point mm-hmm but there's a difference between reading an e-copy and reading a physical copy. I agree. I agree. Uh, and, and I'm not sure, and I'm not saying one's better than the other, but there is a significant difference. I think that, you know, if I'm reading this on one of my e-readers, if I'm reading this on my iPad, uh, and I'm caught up in looking at uh, panel one on page five, I'm going to open it up and zoom zoom around it and check out every little thing. Yeah. But if I'm reading it in a book, if I'm reading it in a hard copy, I think I'm just going to stop and stare at it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm the same way. I'm I'm very tactile. Um and you know, I kind of I every now and then, like it seems like every few months, I will take a look at my long boxes as they continue to grow and expand. Um, and there is oh, that. Oh God! That, Don't even is, start with that. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that fight of you know the physical copy and kind of what comes along with it, and the digital copy that goes with it. Um, but man, there is there is some there's it's I, it's a tactile form. I, I you know uh, we'll we'll see. I think you know when Comicsology became big and digital started growing i don't know what five seven eight years ago you know i think mm-hmm. people thought print would be if not dead it would be severely dented but i think we've learned that um it's it's insignificant at best you know um as i as as in taking money away from print you know um and I think I'm, it's what, generational. Mm-hmm. I th- I think because we started out, uh, you know, in in the in the pulps, yeah. in the in the in the dime stores and the, and that stuff. 
uh, you know, I can remember hoarding that crap when I was 10 or 11 years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but there are kids who are doing the comic thing now, whatever that means. And yeah. uh, uh, many of them just don't have any physical copies at all. Yeah. And I mean, again, you're right. It may be generational. And, you know, who knows what the landscape will look in five or ten more years when well i mean you know, i honestly uh, don't know if i'm right or not but i'm just opinionated yeah. it's all shit <laughs> but i mean i will i will say like you know i if, to me it's kind of not real until i can hold it you know um we've done a short print run of that first issue uh for some of the shows that we went to this summer um and you know opening that box and seeing all the copies of that first issue that's when it became real and it's been a project that you know Dafu and Leslie and I have been working on for a year or more at this point you know um so it wasn't like it was all of a sudden it was at my doorstep like no I've been seeing pages coming in and we've been assembling it and sharing it but it was when that box arrived, you know, when UPS dropped it off and I got to open up well, that yeah, box. Because, got well, to that's hold the, it. the creative yeah. bothering of it right there more than anything else. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's <laughs> yeah. For me, comics are still tactile. All that being said, I still encourage everyone listening to go ahead and grab that PDF. So Grab the PDF see. so you can see what we're seeing and what we're talking about. Exactly. Absolutely. And so you can get, everybody can kind of get geeked up and make a mental bookmark for when, uh, when this starts, you know, when, when everybody can get a copy of this in their hands next year. When, when the next Comic-Con that you're at, that they're at, they can come by and go, can I get a copy of that now? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man, man, the Comic-Con thing. Like I don't know about you, I'm already planning for next year. It's just a, it's just a twenty-four, or it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a twelve-month cycle at this point. There is no Comic Con off season. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> for some more than others, I think at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so that's you know that's that's our little story. Um, like I said, it's it's been kicking around in my head. Uh, for so long that it, I am just absolutely thrilled that I can start sharing it with people in any way, shape, or form. You know, and so again, I can't thank you enough for you know giving us another avenue to get this out to people. Hey, that's that's our pleasure because it's so cool, and it's it's one of the things that that we like doing here is uh, you know a- anybody can walk into. A comic store. So a guy walks into a comic store and says, no. Uh, <laughs> and kind of peruse the shelves and just kind of get glazed over. Yeah. And a lot of independent stuff, a lot of small shelf, small publishing stuff, kind of gets pushed to the wayside over the DC and Marvel, uh, uh, you know, uh, death of the month or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, for us to be able to take what's really 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 good stuff that's coming out that they might not otherwise know or see or even hear about um and that's what your stuff has been it's been a joy watching your stuff grow and mature and change and each project 
build on the process that you've learned from the project before. And man, I'm telling you, this is some of the best stuff you've ever done. Thank you. Without doubt. I mean, thank you. And I mean, and that's the hope, you know, I mean, that's why you make the thing and why, you know, more important. I mean, any creative endeavor starting, it's one thing, but finishing it, that's what's most important, you know, not about it being perfect, but, you know, finishing it. So then you can start sharing it. So you can start getting feedback so you can make that next thing better. You know, and so if you're if you're doing that, if you're if you're slogging through it and, you know, by hook or by crook, you're dragging that project over the finish line so it can exist, so you can share it, you know, and then open your ears and keep the ego at bay and, you know, just learn what's working, learn what's not working and try and roll it into the next you know, the next thing, you know, that's the hope, you know, and I've got some other projects going on right now that I feel like is the best work that I've been doing, you know, that we've, that we've learned from, you know, eight years of comic book making at this point, learned from silent night, rolling into this next thing, you know? So, you know, hopefully the next time we talk, I'll have a new 24 page thing to share with you and you you honestly say this is the best thing that you've ever done but i mean well that's, you that's, know there's that's the roller coaster if, that's the game if, if we come to the point where i go you know your last one was really better than that you may not be on the show anymore <laughs> <laughs> but you know well i mean that's that's where you know you either grow that kevlar over your skin or you just stop oh, making stuff it's it's the same level of garbage we all deal with. At which point we go, you know what? I'm doing what I like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you you kind of cross that that threshold of you know, well, why am I doing this? And again, yeah, whether it's comics or music or you know any writers out there, any movie makers out there, you know, it comes to a point where you're like, oh, you know, this is actually really hard. Um, and the reason it didn't look hard is because there were experts who were, who were making it. Who look, knew what the hell they were doing. Right. You now it's, it's somebody who, who watches, you know, pick one, Jimi Hendrix, Eddie Van Halen and go playing guitar is awesome. I want to learn. They make it look, it looks so easy. And then you pick it up and it sounds like a dead cat in a blender. And you're like, oh, right. If you're lucky. <laughs> that's, you know, that's what that's what the experts do they make it look easy and then you're faced with that fork in the road well am i a masochist enough to go down you know this this path the roller coaster um or is it just not for you and clearly at this point i have some illness because i mean <laughs> you know not only you know not only did i choose the the roller coaster I ride five roller coasters at the same time. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because the last five pages of this is a deconstruction of, uh, of what page is this? Page 15, page 14. It's a deconstruction of it that begins with the script, yes. the character development, the panels, the colors. And then the addition of the dialogue. And if you're using a, a fairly decent e-reader, you can just kind of yeah. watch this one page build. That, I think, is is uh, 
a brilliant little insight to, you know, how this thing happens. I've worked with uh, a bunch of guys over the years who say to me, I have this comic I want to make. And I go, okay, what's it about? He said, well, it's, here's the first 20 pages drawn. I said, no, man, where's your script? So I didn't write a script. <laughs> really? Really? Where's your character development? I even just drawn them as we go along. I said, where's your story? <laughs> well, let me tell you the story. Uh, and when, when people get a chance to look at this, it's kind of like you can walk them through the process and go, guys, once you've written out a short story of what this is, you break it down like this, you put it into little boxes, you yep. develop your characters, you draw and ink them, then you color them, and at the very end of it, you have a page of a comic. And if that doesn't take you a month, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's why we wanted to do it. I mean, you know, again, you know, we, we've been on the same con circuit for eight years at this point and we yeah, we both whether it's you know talking about podcasting or talking about you know book publishing on your end or comic books and making them on our end um you know these these shows are filled with people who love the medium and want to be a part of it but it feels uh unobtainable you know because again you know you're, you're looking at the finished product and you you have no idea how the sausage was made, um, and so you have no idea what's in the yeah. sausage. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so that was one of the reasons I wanted to do it is because you know at every show I'm talking to multiple people who want to do it, and man, you know if you think I talk a lot tonight, um, you know God forbid you know some thirteen year old come and go, oh, I've got ideas for comics. I just don't know how to start. I'm like, well, get a seat and sit down. Because um, I can show you right yeah, here. <laughs> because I will I will not only tell you, I mean, I, I just, comics has been so much fun um, and so rewarding that whenever I hear somebody say, oh, I, I want to do it, I, I want them to do it, you know? Um, and so that's part of kind of why we put this together was one, like you said, here's a to B to C. This is how we did it. Um, and I think we picked this page because this is one of those moments where you can see like the, when you, when you read it, um, the panel descriptions are very sparse, but then you get, yeah, to they see, are. then you get to see how Dafu translates it and how he takes it and, not only does it, but reimagines it. Um, and then there was a moment where there was a little back and forth between he and I. There's a panel where for, and I think I explained it in here, for artistic reasons, like, no, move his hand from here to here because of X, Y, and Z. And so you can kind of get an idea of that back and forth. Um, and then you get to see Leslie, and then you get to see me muck it up by putting my dialogue over the art. Uh, you know, but yeah, it was, that that's got to be a weird part of it. Finding a place to fit it in. It, it that is an art in itself, and it's one of the reasons why I actually enjoy the lettering process. Is it's a final edit script wise, um, but then I also get to see how it works with the art. Um, and you know, the just sitting there and going like, all right, that's I'm covering up too much of the art. How do I take these? 14 words and say it in 10 say it in eight you know 
uh, it's a visual medium, and you know, and and it took it, and you. That sounds kind of ridiculous to say. Like, yeah, of course, it's comics. It's a visual medium. Um, but at some point, you wake up and you're like, oh, right, it's a visual medium. And as a writer, it's you know visuals first. And so you go back in and you you cut and you trim and you zhuzh it so it works nice with the art. Um, you know, and so you know again, just kind of showing how all of that comes together because i am a sucker for process um you know if you can if you can break down a brilliant performance and tell me why it's brilliant i love that i love seeing the strings i love how stuff gets made um i find it very i don't know encouraging and inspiring um and rather than demystify it it kind of gives me more appreciation for the talent, the artistry, the expertise that goes into it. Um, so kind of wanted to do that, just showing how this you know, story comes together and a little insight on how the three of us work together. So, I mean, for as long as I've known you now, you've, you've been a, a filmmaker, a documentarian, a writer, a comic book writer, a musician. Uh, you work in advertising uh, and, and you understand you also play the kazoo, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> uh, what was it about comics? Because that's what you keep coming back to. I mean, even Healed, which uh, yeah. played at the Philip K. Dick Film Festival, yep. started off as a comic. Yes. And by the way, got some really, really great notices there as well. Yeah. I, I hope you were as happy with that as, as we were reading it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I I was really, really happy with it. Um, so yeah, so sorry, we went off. What's the question? Sorry, the question was (laughs) why why comics? You close if you close the door, is the cat alive or dead? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, So the question is why comics? Um. So before comics, I was doing a bunch of short films and kind of the, the, I don't know, rules of the road is if you can't shoot it, don't write it. So don't write an epic pirate movie if you don't have access to a pirate ship, um, because then you've got kind of nothing. So a lot of my short films um, and the the web series 664, The Neighbor of the Beast, uh, so much of that. One of my all time favorites. (laughs) uh, A lot of that stuff was shot at my house because I own the house. We could shoot here. We could do whatever we wanted here. So it was all very kind of grounded. We did a lot of fish out of water because you could take bizarre characters and put them into kind of, you know, this, this kind of like cookie cutter suburban setting. And that's kind of all 664 is, is it's a double fish out of water. Must have driven your neighbors crazy. Not, I am blessed with fantastic neighbors. They would just kind of, they would stand, they would just stand out on their porches and watch, um, you know, as, as my friend dressed as Satan runs up and down the street of their neighborhood. Um, so, so that's, so again, so that's kind of the rule of the road. Uh, but it's, it is limiting, you know, um, what comics the light that went off about comics was that with the right artist, you can do anything. You want to have an epic space battle? If the artist is really good at drawing spaceships, you can have an epic space battle. 
Um, and that, after years of doing short film, that was really freeing and inspiring. And, you know, of course, the first thing I do with that freedom and inspiration is, you know, a, a very grounded, realistic comic book about suddenly being, you know, there being no illness and no disease and everybody's just kind of talking about it. <laughs> uh, you know, that's 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 my personal transition from writing film scripts to writing comic strips and i think you know if you were to be so i don't know interested bold or bored to dive into well what does that first issue of healed look like uh word balloon wise to what does silent night look like i mean you're going to see a dramatic drop in absolutely yeah yeah um because that is older george learning something that younger george didn't which is you know conservation of space it's a visual medium if the art can say it let the art say it Um, well it's it's not just if the art can say it but from your perspective as the creator learning how to let the art say it yes yep absolutely you know, and that's a learning curve on its own. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you, you say it for, you know, in your head, you know, like visual medium, visual medium. And then one day that light bulb goes off, you're like, oh, you know, now I get it. Oh, I've been that's visual right. medium. Gotcha. Right. I, I've been saying it for years, but now today I finally get it. Um, you know, and I think the other thing about comics that I love is the collaboration aspect of it. Um, there, there honestly is no better feeling than getting pages in from your artist, um, seeing their visual ideas and their, their talent coming through, you know, um, because like I said, it's like, you know, you kind of said, I'm looking, you know, you, you give them an idea of what you're looking for, but what you get back is so much better and you know you get to do that for every issue you get 20 emails of these these pages that just put a smile on your face um so the the collaboration aspect of comics is is what keeps bringing me back um you know the the joy of finding artists to work with whether you've known them forever or you know you you've just discovered each other um it's just it's it's great and it's wonderful and i think also the comic convention you know for all of the the hurdles and the frustrations that a convention can be not only for an exhibitor but for the attendee good lord yes if you you, when you find you know that moment of someone walking by your table and your idea sparks something in them. Um, and then you, you know, that's, that's the best part of, of any comic convention is, you know, it, it sounds horrible and it can be frustrating. It can be tiresome. That idea of, you know, you're constantly pitch pitching your book to anybody walking by, Yep. <laughs> but when you find somebody 
who digs what you're doing. I mean, that's a little drug of its own right there. You know, can, when, can, I, can I tell you when, when I'm at a con and, and somebody walks by the table and goes, you know, I was listening to your talk cast a couple of weeks ago. And my first response is always, no, you weren't. No, 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 no. You, you weren't. You, no, no, seriously, I was. And I was thinking about what you were You didn't hear what I said. You No. It astounds me sometimes that that people listen, that people care, that, you know, and, and they pay attention to what's going on. And uh, it astounds me that, that I can talk to people who, who are creative and, and uh, funny and... and incredibly friendly and you've been one of them we are talking tonight with george o'connor hi our, our <laughs> member of the five timers club yes fourth nine, silent night with a k yes yeah it's so yeah and that you know it's taking what you're talking about you know the 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 kindness of the comics community um that <laughs> other people hear this right it's just not Sometimes. me <laughs> hold on i'm gonna we start turning Saturday night. we're gonna have shakespeare up. i don't know if it's built or not and the week after that on december 9th friday james comes to my buddy to do something we've been all Sci-Fi Saturday Night, the official podcast of Veranicon, Team Comic-Con, Books and Blues.com, and Comic Art House. This is Comic Art House, where so many best deals on original art. Dozens of your favorite artists. If you have a free moment, take a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and at BarnesandNoble.com. Our intro music was provided by Rob Watts. Find more of his creations at RobWattsOnline.com. Our outro was provided by Words Made Me Cry. You can hear their groups on WordsMadeMeCry.com. Many thanks to Kriana, the sweetheart of the soundboard, for taking care of us tonight. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lesson, shared joy increased. Thus do we all get entropy. Enjoy the trip to fan. I know.